Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. We are back, and Julie, I have to say the feedback we've gotten on this topic was, is fantastic. Yes, it seems that we might be on to something. <laughs> For those of you who are willing to accept the fact that you might be a little reluctant to have uh, you know, actual conversations with people, and maybe, just maybe, that reluctance is leading you to uh, have results that you're not that proud of, well, guess what? Continue listening because you're going to love part two. We're going to start digging into the specifics of not just the psychology of call reluctance, but also really, I think what we could argue would be the very practical application of picking up the phone and having meaningful conversations. And this is part two. If you did not listen to part one, please go back and listen to part one now, because I think it'll make all these extra points that we're sharing with you guys today even more useful to all of you. And as always, thank you for listening to our podcast. Thank you for keeping this number one listen to daily podcast for real estate professionals in the United States. Our way of thanking you every single day is giving you the notes from today's show. The notes from today's show are down below. If, you just, if you're on YouTube or if you're on iTunes or Stitcher or Spotify or all the billions of places this podcast is listened to, open up uh, the description and you'll see all of our notes there. And while you're there also, you're going to see some links. Specifically, look for the link to join Premier Coaching. It's the next natural step for all of you. You love this podcast. This is the pod, you know, this is from all measures, the number one listened to daily podcast for real estate professionals in at least the United States. If you love the podcast, which we know you do, because many of you listen every day, you will not believe the value you get in Premier Coaching. So scroll down below, click the link to join Premier Coaching. Julie, let's roll in and talk about point number one. Yes, that's right. So again, this is part two. Yesterday, we got your head straight. So if you missed part one, then you know you know what to do. So assuming that your mindset is adjusted for success, let's get to the real work of real estate, the work that leads to appointments, to contracts, and to closings. Point number one, this is the real work time, guys. Make a minimum number of contacts daily. Remember that a contact is a conversation with a decision-making adult about real estate. That number of contacts should equal the number of transactions you need to do this year to meet or exceed your financial goals. For example, if you need 12 deals, you must make at least 12 contacts daily. As your skills increase, that number typically shrinks. Agents with prospecting skills who have overcome their call reluctance can usually set one appointment for about every 10 contacts or so, assuming that they're making contacts with the likely to most likely to list prospects and not just doing something like circle prospecting. Now, what Julie just said, I hope you guys are breaking down what she's saying. So the first thing is, is if you're a real estate treasure map, you're filling the blank business plan, which you get as the first level of premier coaching. Once you complete that, if you determine that you need, Julie's example, 12 deals in order to you know, earn enough money to have all your financial needs, wants, and desires fulfilled, well, then you're going to have to make that number of contacts a day. Contact is a conversation with the decision-making adult where you're, you know, essentially um, answering their question, maybe following up to answer a question. Maybe you're just having a conversation over at Orange Theory, but you're going to ask for business. Now, 
As you become more professional and prolific, what you're going to realize is the conversations are going to have to start focusing more on actual people who actually have their hands up in their air, who are actually looking to transact. Now, here's the magic of all this. When you're getting started, it's what Julie said. The number of contacts equals the number of transactions you want to do. But as you start becoming a listing agent, then the number of contacts you make per day, you can adjust that to be the number of listings you need at all times. Uh, as far as whatever your, again, it's all part of the real estate treasure map, which you get as for a part of first the first level in premier coaching. But one of the outputs of that or one of the results of completing it is you're going to know what your number of listings you need at all times, not just transactions, but the number of listings, because we want to gear you guys towards being listing agents. So let's say in your marketplace, if you had five listings at all times, you know, pretty much like clockwork, three of them would be in contract at once. Maybe only two, let's say. Well, your average commission is $10,000. you are making $240,000 a year if you have five listings at all times. So we're, you're going to start out by making more contacts, but once you build up to your magic number of listings, then what you're going to do is the number of contacts you're going to make per day has to be at least the number of listings you need at all times to meet or exceed your goals. We take a very numerical, drilled down, common sense, practical, no BS approach to all the coaching that we provide for you guys. So hopefully this will, frankly, make things a lot more clear and easy to understand and mostly apply in your business. That's right. It actually makes it far more predictable than most of you think, right? You actually can apply numbers and make that work. But isn't ultimately what we're working on here with these guys is that they don't have to wait around for the business to come to them. And I'm reading your future yes, points. Exactly. They can actually go to where the business is. Like some of you have this, really it's bad information and really bad training around the idea that you're supposed to do marketing, branding, passive email marketing, passive SMS, all this other stuff, waiting for people to call you. You're, you consider a win when you create a lead. That is not a win. Leads have no value. Pre-qualified, motivated leads have value. Stop giving yourself a win in your head psychologically when it all is just, is just a stinking lead. That is the biggest yeah. mistake and, and it's frankly bad training that agents have been taught. And it's not just the last 10 years. It's really the last 30. I agree. You, you created a contact. You didn't create a lead. Yeah, who cares? You're, you're building your phone book. Yeah, I That's mean, it. well, a lot of these guys don't know what phone books well, are, but okay, I mean... Your contact database, your CRM, <laughs> exactly. you're collecting names and numbers of people. That does not necessarily mean they're going to transact with you. We said this yesterday and we say it a lot and it is true. And again, it's worth repeating because it's such, I think, different information for all of you. Your goal is not to have a ton of leads. That is an enormous mistake. Your goal is to have a handful of leads then um, those leads are all pre-qualified and primarily listing leads, and they're ready to list their homes. Maybe the contracts are signed. Maybe they're going to sign the contract in the next 60 days. The point is, is your goal is not to have 20, 30, 40, 50,000 leads. Your yeah. goal is to have a few leads, mostly even our top producing agents, less than like 15. And when Julie and I are having a lead coaching call and we ask about their leads, if they're giving us a long list of leads or they're saying, well, you know, screenshotting their database with a number of like 42 million with a number of leads they're dripping on. No, that person is not doing their job. Well, they didn't actually understand the question if they're doing that. Right. You don't know what a lead is. The lead is a pre-qualified, ideally using our scripts, buyer or seller, ideally a seller who you know what their motivation, you know what their time frame is, you know what their have to sell is, you know everything about them, that's a lead. Also, and they know who you are. <laughs> exactly. And there are tons and tons, millions and millions of people out there that are actually able to be pre-qualified at that level to list their homes sometime in the next 12 months or less, ideally uh, 90 days or less. You just have to be willing to have the real conversations. Stop burying your head in the sand thinking that a massive number of leads is somehow going to cure your lack of actual skill and your will, your unwillingness to have these actual conversations. It is critically important that you move past 
the belief that this is a you know sort of mass numbers game. It is, of course, a contact sport. That's what real estate in mall sales is. But it's a contact sport that results in you having a pre-qualified lead. Be very clear about that. Which means you have to get over your call reluctance. And point number two, in part two, is to focus on the person you're speaking to more than you're focused on your thoughts and feelings about being on the phone. You're calling to be of service. Maya Angelou famously stated, they'll forget what you said, but remember how you made them feel. So be fascinated by them. Remove the words I, me, my, and mine as much as possible to avoid making it all about you. Ask more questions and make fewer statements. Resist interrupting and sounding anxious to get to the next question. I had someone message us on Instagram that basically said that we're in conflict when we say, because we do say both things, our highest and truest purpose in this plan is to be of service to, uh, every, to others. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, we will occasionally say the other truth, which is everyone's primary motivation is themselves. Everybody is mostly focused on themselves. Mm -hmm. Both of those things are true. And here's how they're both true. Because if you, I do accept the fact that everyone, if you're focused on, and everyone is naturally this way, what's in it for me? How does this make me feel? How does this, and you can't really move past that. And to think or to try to guilt people and to not, um, it's, you know, the Ayn Rand, Atlas Shrugged kind of mm -hmm. thing, right? Sure. But to have people believe that their highest and truest purpose is not primarily the betterment of themselves is in, out of, complete out of alignment with how, you know, frankly, humans are actually wired. But- you have to accept the fact that the way you better yourself is by being of service to others and then those two motivations are in alignment. You guys get it? So if your highest and truest purpose is to take care of yourself, to make your life better, to take care of your family, really that is where your primary focus always is whether you want to admit it or not. Okay, that is not in conflict with what society wants you to do, which is to be of service to other people. Because by being in service to other people, you actually are improving your own lot in life. You're becoming the best version of you as a real estate professional. And a real estate professional is here to be of service to other people. Hopefully you guys now understand that, that our philosophies are in perfect alignment with how a lot of you guys already naturally think. That's right. So it comes down to reminding yourself when you're over your call reluctance and you're on a real conversation with a real person, pay attention to what they're saying. Don't well, just ask the script questions. Listen to their answers. Now, so Julie also said something in that, and I want you guys to think about this. She said, you know, without using these words, she said, remove personal pronouns when you're talking to people. Why? Everyone's favorite topic is themselves. Remember what I just said. Everyone wants to talk about themselves. Everyone wants to have other people show interest in them. <laughs> so if you're using our scripts, which are conversation-based outlines, which result in you determining the person's motivation, you then ascertaining whether or not this is someone you actually want to have, you know, what level of lead follow-up you want to be doing with them, they're going to love you because you now had a, a very intense conversation with them that was talking about their favorite topic, which was themselves, and you now are, guess what? making them feel better, but you're also being a service to yourself because now you've determined whether that person is actually motivated. Now, the use of personal pronouns, that is something that people are automatically turned off by. And that's something, again, societally right now, we're living in this sort of narcissistic fad phase where everyone thinks that they're supposed to be the center of the universe. Everyone thinks that they're supposed to talk about themselves endlessly. Mm -hmm. That is a turnoff to everybody else. That is an absolute, that will absolutely make people run away from you, not just professionally, but socially. So again, our scripts, yeah. our conversation outlines, questions based, 
which are not talking about you and your dog and what you're doing this weekend and all the rest of it. They want to talk about themselves. They want to know you're there to be of service to them. Make them know that they are the most important people in your life. And what then is going to happen is you're going to have more of your, in your life of what you truly want. Yeah, you know, as you were talking, I was thinking about Sue Romans, one of our elite coaching members. She just took a new listing. She had to compete for it. I think there were either two or three other agents. And she won the listing. Congratulations, Sue. And the seller said one of the agents was automatically out because all she did was talk about herself. Yep. I mean, right from the seller's lips, not even listening to our podcast. If, you you're, if you're somebody who's so. gone to a bunch of social media training, right? Yeah. And you're now being told, oh, Julie, people yeah. want to know what you're having for lunch. Yeah. People want to know all your deep, uh, your, your mindset points. Exactly. People want to hear you basically, you know, wax, uh, you know, Poetic. Endlessly yeah. about your philosophies on this, that, and the other. No, they don't. People do not want you to be uh, a mini guru in their lives. They see you as a real estate professional. Make well, it, hopefully. Make, right. You're earning that. Make it all about you. I'm being of service to them. But by doing that, you're asking them the questions that are focusing on what they want, not what you want. You will get what you want when you're focusing on giving them what they want. That's right. So here's a litmus test. If I were to listen to your some of your calls and summarize them with one sentence, and the sentence was this, here's what I heard. You were saying, enough about you. Let's get back to me. Yeah. Right? If that's the impression, then you're making it too much about you. Yep. So, you know, put some sticky notes in front of yourself to remind you to be fascinated with the person that you're talking to. But it's not in conflict with what how all of us are hardwired, which is essentially to better yourself. So don't be in, don't yeah, be confused okay. about that. We're Julie and I are 100% acknowledging the fact that the reason that you're listening to us, the reason that you're in real estate is to earn money uh, so that you can take care of yourself and take care of your family, your loved ones, and all the rest of it. And that is the reason that all of you should be listening to our podcast. Now, being of service to other people does not mean you're now going to sacrifice your life, does not mean you're going to sacrifice your profit motivation, does not mean you're going to sacrifice your hopes and your dreams. Your hopes and your dreams and your profit motivation, you being a capitalist, is what's going to fuel your desire to become the best version of yourself, to be of service to other people as a real estate professional. Please be very clear in your heads. Otherwise, you'll constantly be in conflict with, oh my gosh, I'm thinking about myself. Damn right you're thinking about yourself. Everybody does. That's the way we're all wired. That's the way God made us, okay? It's okay. Now, good, be a version, the best version of yourself, being a service to other people. It's not complicated, guys. Well put. Now, number three, whom you're calling matters. Circle prospecting, which is calling around listings and sales with a just listed or just sold script, are not particularly effective unless you're calling around your own recent sales. I'll give an example of that. We talked about Federico last week and his open house and how successful that was. And I think he's got four or five offers on it now. So circle prospecting around that sale in that building with a script that is something like good news and bad news. The good news is we sold it right away with multiple offers. The bad news is it was the only thing for sale at the time. And we've got four other people that would be loving to live in this building. In his case, it was a condo. So who do you know who's ready to move next? Now, that makes sense, right? In your neighborhood or around in the building where you just sold something, okay? But it, break down what that is. You're knocking on cold doors, though you are bringing something of value that might have interest. It's basically uh, you're spinning the roulette wheel, right? You're still rolling the dice, yes. There, that is not targeted, smart, high-level, proactive lead generation. That's what we want you primarily doing. But many of you, and it's okay, will start out by doing cold doors. And it's or, fine. Or you'll 
do circle prospecting and that's fine because then you're going to realize that you know, guess what? People aren't, you know, there's not a demon behind the door. They're not scary. <laughs> exactly. Right. And if they are and they're obvious about it, then you wouldn't have wanted to transact with them anyway, and it's okay. Yeah. Okay, so the point of this, uh, this particular point, whom you're calling matters, is that different types of calls, we're talking about avoiding your, uh, getting out of your, uh, pros- out of your reluctance, different types of calls yield different results. Contacting expired listings and unrepresented sellers, those are FISBOs, naturally yields more appointments than cold calling random homeowners. Contacting your past clients and sphere of influence, that's people in your database, is effective as well, but requires a lot more contacts more frequently to produce any kind of consistent results. So don't throw all kinds of contact into the same bucket because they are not the same. Does that make sense? Uh, totally. Well, okay. obviously you have, you have, uh, you know, you have limited amount of time, energy, um, and maybe even ambition, right? To actually do proactively generation every day. So you have a choice. You can call people who are cold doors or, you know, bunch of just listed, just sold phone calls that people have no interest, have not indicated any level of interest in buying or selling. So for the most part, you know, you're probably just going to be wasting your time versus calling people who have their hand in the air right now, say, yes, I have a house to sell. And we talk endlessly about the proactively generation sources, but expired being one of our favorite ones, an expired seller. What do we know? We know that what the price is not, right? We know they're willing to list. We know they're willing to pay a commission. We know they're willing to uh, probably at this point be a little bit more, I think, uh, coachable. Exactly. With regards to condition, with regards to showing instructions. They probably know, you know, why it hasn't sold. They've gotten some feedback, right? And we know that whatever was motivating them before has probably become more intense because maybe they originally listed it in six months ago. Maybe, oh, I know my new house was going to be done in eight months. I had time. Now they are down to the wire and they have two months left. That is a really better, would you all agree that that's a better lead than say calling or door knocking somebody around a just list just sold. Do you guys get it? Well, that's why the ratio is so much better. And we do teach you how to do all this in the coaching program. And ultimately what you're going to do is you're going to generate enough listings, not listing leads, but listings that is going to be what we call your real estate magic number. That might be five listings. It might be 10 listings. When Julie and I sold real estate, we typically had to have around 30 listings because of our market in order to have basically a real estate magic number. We knew if we had 30, we knew pretty much like clockwork, a minimum of eight to 12 on just the listing side, we'd be in contract at all times, which means that we could then predictably and uh, essentially know what our cash flow is going to be. Our mission in life was to build up to our real estate magic number of listings and then replace the ones as they sold. And that is what your job is too. Real estate does not have to be as complicated as a lot of people are trying to get you to believe it is. Real estate is the most simple, elegant business that you can possibly be in, provided you keep it simple and elegant and just focus on essentially the real work of real estate, which is what we focus on in this podcast and our coaching program. That's right. So uh, talking about overcoming call reluctance, one of the easiest ways to break the ice on that, and almost all of you have this issue, you have all kinds of buyers and not enough inventory. So prospect for homes for those buyers. With historically low inventory, your buyers expect you to find them their dream home and not just use the online tools that they also have access to. Don't allow your most motivated buyers to be more proactive than you are. Make sure that you're telling them what you're doing for them so they don't take matters into their own hands and wander into open houses, new construction, and FISBOs on their own. Well, one of the guys I'm coaching, Matt Wilhite up in Michigan, I mean, you know, he told me this ridiculously amazing but very, you know, normal story mm-hmm. about uh, he had a buyer, went to live in a neighborhood, 
The buyer had a house to sell, wasn't going to list the house until they found a house to buy. He knocked on the door in this neighborhood. Turns out that person wanted to sell their house and they wanted to buy another house. You guys counting transactions so far? (laughs) We're up to four now. And then he ended up selling the listing to uh, to his own buyer. Now we're up to six because that person also had a house to sell. You get it? That's how you actually make a lot of money selling real estate. People are wondering, what is Matt Wilhild's magic secret sauce? It's because he's doing the real work of real estate. His challenge, like everyone's challenge, is to do it consistently. If you want ever increasing levels of business of success in your business and personal life, and this includes your health, wealth, happiness, spirituality, educationally, it does not matter. If you want ever increasing levels of success, you have to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. And newsflash for all of you, no matter how wealthy or successful you become, that will always be true. Because yes, as you become more wealthy, you then have to do less of what you don't want to do and you start doing more of what you do want to do. When you want to do it. But there's still plenty in life that you're not going to want to do ever at any (laughs) level, no matter how wealthy you are. That's just called life. So open your mind to the fact that everything uh, that you want in life is on the other side of ceasing uh, the resistance of that base root uh, founding philosophy of Julianized coaching business. Point number three. Point number five, keep five. track. That's okay. Uh, keep track of your ratios, your personal ratios. That's the number of contacts you need to get to each appointment. And keep track in each category, right? So, how many for sale by owners do you have to talk to to get to one listing, right? How many of your past clients? That's going to be a higher number. So, this helps you to duplicate your success. Now, you don't need hundreds of hours on the phone or a crazy number of contacts to make an amazing income. The average commission in the country today is at least 10000 For some of you, it's double that. That means that you're making 120000 per year on just a deal a month. How many contacts, again, a conversation with a decision-making adult about real estate, do you personally take to set up one qualified, closable listing? Work for a ratio of about one out of 10 contacts for becoming an appointment for you. Now, I'm going to give you the next level of this. What Julie just said is what we teach everyone to do when they're getting, when they're building their, I'd say, proactive lead generation muscles, right? Because you can start tracking the numbers. The benefit of tracking the numbers is you can see yourself improve. So maybe you start out by making 15 contacts, and then you set an appointment. Then you get it down to 10. That's something to celebrate. You've done a fantastic job. Then you get it down to seven. Then you get it down to five. But I'll tell you what the ultimate incarnation of uh, being a proactive lead generator is. And this is what all of our top coaching clients, this is really the founding. This is where you want to get. Your mission, you can track numbers and not track numbers. But here's the real game. I'll give you guys a real life example, okay? So this was back in 2006, maybe five. Mm-hmm. Okay, Julie got a real estate license again in, in a state that we had a uh, part-time home in, in, in Southern California. All right, and we took two weeks off from coaching. Maybe it wasn't even two weeks. It was about that, yeah. Okay, we took two weeks off from coaching, and Julie and I saw the market was starting to change, and we knew there was going to be a tremendous mm-hmm. opportunity uh, for listing expireds that were probably a lot of them were uh, short potential short sales. We knew how to do all of it. So Julie and I took the two weeks off and we both prospected for uh, expired listings. And in that two weeks, and I'm not exaggerating, we list, I don't remember how many we listed, mm-hmm. uh, technically you listed, but what happened was is that that two weeks resulted in over $100,000 in income. From That's all right. the closings. I remember that for, for two weeks of effort. And I have to it, say, too, we were not on the phone eight hours a day doing well, that. This is my point. When the way we did it and the way we coach all of our top agents to do it is you can stop proactively lead generating. Notice how I'm dancing around the word prospecting, guys. <laughs> yeah. 
but you can you can actually stop proactively lead generating every single day once you set one pre-qualified listing appointment. That for me is if I were to get back to prospecting full time, oh, yeah. would be my philosophy. Not tracking numbers. Because I would make a deal with myself, and I'm suggesting you guys think like this as well, once you've actually built the muscle, mm -hmm. is I would make it so that every single day, if I were coaching you and you were already really good at this, I'd say, here's the game. Every single day, you set one pre-qualified listing appointment. And once you're done, you don't have to make another call. Ah, now... Watch what happens to your mindset when you just put that out there. Where are you guys listening going to in your heads? Okay, I'll tell you. You magically get over making a bunch of contacts. You stop leading with contactitis. And you get into how can I quickly, efficiently set an appointment so I don't have to be on the phone that long. Well, you get a hell of a lot better to actually remember. It's doing what you don't want to do. That's right. That's the proactive lead generation. When you don't want to do it, which is really any time. But the last part is that at the highest level. So if all of a sudden the game is won, once you set a pre-qualified listing appointment, you're going to do that in less than five contacts. Which means you're probably going to stop circle prospecting and you're probably going to be talking to more people who clearly and obviously have a house to sell. Which means you're probably quickly going to move away from you looking for little ways to get off the phone. You're going to move past all your phobias, your fears, and all your limiting beliefs. Stop about, dripping. And, exactly. Gross. Stop dripping. And you're going to sit. Now, that is where we want all of you to get to when you become. Now, some of it's going to be from lead follow-up. Some of it's going to be obviously from, um, you know, proactive lead generation it's good the goal is to set one pre-qualified did you notice i said listing appointment per day the leads are out there you just have to actually be doing the work to help this uh you know the client or the lead self-discover that they're actually a seller in this marketplace if you're not working in the first time home buyer price range you will quickly discover that 90 percent of all the people that show up you know in your voicemail boo hissed you should be calling mm -hmm. back right away are actually sellers, but they're showing up as buyers. I'm calling about 123 Elm Street. And because in your poorly designed drip campaign where you're delegating it to a bunch of digital stuff or a VA in the Philippines, they're doing all the follow-up for you, they're not asking questions in such a way that's going to make that client, that prospective seller for you, actually admit that they have a house to sell. Well, they're not that attached to the outcome. They're just there to basically get the information, get off the call, because nobody is actually elegantly with skill pre-qualifying them as we teach you to do in the coaching program. I know this is not resonating with all of you because some of you don't want to have to believe that you actually have to, you know, pull a Mark, Michael Phelps, jump in the pool every damn day at 5 a.m. and swim the exact same, you know, you know, whatever the heck it is, swimming that you do every single day, right? The exact same moves, the exact same, uh, what's it called? What is it called in your strokes? Story? Strokes. Thank you. Yeah. Maybe well, I, I that, may have been having a stroke, not remembering the word okay. stroke. Okay. But, but that you, does lead us to point number six. Yes. That's what I was trying to do. I know it. Uh, schedule and stick to your proactive lead generation. At least 80% of your day should be spent generating new business and 20% on taking care of your new appointments, negotiating and setting up showings for your buyers. Here's a top secret tip. Once you cross the bridge into being more of a listing agent than a buyer's agent, the contact thing becomes a lot less problematic because you're self-generating off of your own listings. I'm gonna go back. Now, I, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna tie those two points together. Uh, please be clear, dear listener, you have to set the ultimate incarnation of yourself as a real estate professional, a proactive lead generator, is to set one pre-qualified listing appointment per day. Notice I did not say three per week. 
Notice I did not say two per week because what you will do is you will procrastinate till the end of the week and you will never actually do it. And then you're going to say, you're going to make up some excuse how the dog ate your homework. Every single day, stick to a schedule. Do your proactive lead generation. You can start by tracking the numbers as you're building the muscle. Nothing wrong with that. Practice makes perfect at the end of the day. Once you get to the point where you're efficient, and it won't take that many times of you being successful setting a pre-qualified listing appointment, the first time you do it, your brain is completely hardwired instantaneously. You'll no longer ever go back to thinking about leads as something that are hard to find like you do now. And when the lead, all the you know lead schleppers call you up and email you trying to get you to buy a lead, you will laugh. I want you to do it respectfully because, you know, at least they're picking up the damn phone, like calling that. you to sell leads, which, by the way, is another point of irony. Have you noticed the people that are trying to sell you online digital leads are actually calling you, trying to sell you online digital leads? Do you see why there's a little bit Curious, of... Curious, isn't it? Curious. <laughs> the people that know how to sell leads are actually calling and not hmm. emailing, texting, and Interesting. sending... Interesting. Oh, okay. Whatever. Yeah, okay. Moving so, on. So, point number seven, and I couldn't let this podcast go without putting this question out there that you're all thinking... When is the best time to be on the phone or door knocking? Well, there is no magic hour. It doesn't exist, so stop looking. But ideally, you're spending dedicated time in the morning because if you don't do that, we know that you're unlikely to do it later. That said, or in addition to that, 3 to 6 p.m. is a good time slot as well on a weekday or on a weekday morning as well as on the weekday morning and a couple of weekday evenings to find people who are unreachable during working hours. Remember, you want your prospects to be working so they have jobs so they're qualified to do something with you in real estate. But we, we coach you to do it in the morning because you're more likely to do that. And I would say, especially lead follow-up where you've already got their phone numbers, you can probably track them down at work. You're actively con you know, having conversations with them. But I also like the weekday afternoons because if you're prospecting, say, into a family neighborhood, everybody's home at three o'clock because the kids get home from school, the buses are there, people are going to be home. And then anybody who you can't find during normal hours, Saturday morning's great. Well, so there it is. That's, again, the next level. If your uh, goal is to set one pre-qualified, this is the advanced version. This is you version 7.0 as a proactively generated. No more call reluctance. Okay, no more call reluctance. Your mission in life is to set one pre-qualified listing appointment a day. You always have your magic number of listings, which let's say it's seven listings. Your average commission is 15 grand. You're selling three of those a month. You're making a half million dollars a year. Wasn't difficult, was it? See how simple it was for me to explain to you guys how to actually build a real estate business that's you know focused on proactive lead generation? Wash, rinse, repeat, you do it every single day. What you will soon discover is it gets easier. Now, if there are, again, this is level seven, you, not your current level probably, but then if you did not set your five pre-qualified listing appointments, then you have to do, you have to make up whatever you lost on Saturday morning. That is the discipline. That is the obsession with your own success that we want you guys to essentially live towards and move towards and grow towards and earn. Because when you're operating at that level, all the things that basically make it so that you have stress, and that would be inconsistent cash flow, having to give up nights and weekends for buyers that want you to drive out to Botswana to show some house that's a double wide on 14 acres that they're never going to buy. All of these other things that ruin being in real estate, let alone being a, you know, you, how are you going to have a life like that? But if you're a listing agent and you every day consistently generate one pre-qualified listing appointment, now let's say you go on five listing appointments when you go on them in the afternoon. What happened? Are we expecting you to take all five? Hell yes, we're expecting you to take all five. Will you want all five? Probably not. Will sometimes you'll have some awkward situation where it'll result in you taking only three or maybe four of the five appointments you set? Maybe the seller will cancel on you. 
it doesn't matter. You got to play the numbers. So if you set one per day and you get doing that consistently and that's your absolute minimum standard, nothing is going to stand in your way of setting a pre-qualified listing appointment per day. That is the mindset. That is the discipline. I want you guys to think what you cannot accomplish in life with that approach to life. It's extraordinary. And, and here's the really amazing part. And this is the truth. This is from having done hundreds of thousands of coaching calls and you know coaching agents for decades. Here's the bottom line. In real estate, you really only have to get good at maybe arguably five, maybe six things. Proactive lead generation, uh, pre-qualifying, presenting, negotiating, closing, and you, Julie always likes to interject, and she's right, uh, you know, proactive lead follow-up. And, and I'm sorry, uh, furiously fast lead follow-up and being very effective at lead follow-up. If a lead shows up in your life, calling them back right away and pre-qualifying them for reasons that we stated that a lot of them in many price ranges are actually sellers. You get good at those things. You can be terrible at everything else. Everything else can either be delegated, hired out, or not done, and you will be incredibly wealthy and successful because you're a real estate practitioner. What did I not mention? What, I, I, here, what are all the things you're spending time on? What are all your to-do lists say that are not those things? Proactive lead generation, pre-qualifying, presenting, negotiating, closing, and furiously fast lead follow-up. On your list of things to do today, how many of those things on your list are not those things that I just rattled off to you? What would happen if you were to say, you know what? Maybe I don't need to work on my brand today. Maybe I don't need to tweak whatever is on your tweaking list, okay? <laughs> exactly. You know what else is a bonus point to all of this? I see this from a lot of my elite coaching clients. Roundabout tax time. One of my jobs is to make sure that they're staying on track. You know, they're doing all they need to do. You know what they always say? My taxes are easy because I don't spend hardly any money. Yeah. I don't no. have to track down Our all these spreadsheets, clients. right? Yeah. I, it's not really an issue. Would my you, net and my gross are virtually the same. What'd you make last year? You know, Bob, 750 grand. Well, what is, what do you, you know, what's your what, net? What's your net? net? 725 grand. I know. See how much easier that but is. But look, Julie, it's, oh, you're going to get me going. Though. Well, it's because, look, guys, teams. Oh, teams, Tim. You know, guys never talk about teams. Yes, we do. We talk about teams in our premier coaching program. We are program. coaching teams. I, yes, Julie and I coach teams. But here's the thing. The profit from teams, I would say five years ago, was 12 to 15%. The profit to team to teams right now is zero to about maybe 5%. Zero, as in the team is not making any money from the transactions that are happening. How are they keeping the lights on? Many of them are barely keeping the lights on, but they're making some profit from ancillary services. Might it be processing fees or mortgage and title and things like that. From the team leader's like own personal listings. Yeah, well, exactly. And the team, that's, yeah. So the team leader is uh, still, still taking listings, but they're profit from those uh, sold listing transactions are going to subsidizing this big team. Now, teams do have a place, but what you guys got to realize is the business model for teams has radically changed. Commissions, commission splits have gone up. Commission amounts have gone down. Expenses for running your business because you guys are spending too much money on lead generation has gone up. So your profits have gone down. They've been eviscerated. That's the reason that many small brokerages and teams are looking for ways to essentially make a graceful exit from the obsolete business model that obsoleted itself about 36 months ago. And so many of them are joining Julie and I at eXp Realty because eXp Realty does allow you a graceful exit from the obsolete business model that many of you are stuck with into an ability to have your brokerage, have your team, have your brand. Everything's business as usual. 
you are now able to actually make more net profit. You're actually now able to actually build more of a business because eXp has created a platform around your continued success. If you feel stuck in the mud, if you're ready to make the next natural move in your real estate business, whether you're a new agent or a seasoned veteran agent, you have two easy paths. One, you can just go to whylibertas.com. There's a link in the show description below. Or if you're ready to join eXp, you're looking to choose a sponsor, you're looking to choose a sponsor which will be obsessed with your success at eXp, which we definitely are, you can text me directly. It's 512-758-0206. 512-758-0206. Text, do not call. The link, again, with the uh, to go to whylibertas.com. And my phone number is down below in the show description. Make sure you guys go down there and review all of our notes. Anything else you'd like to say to these guys, Jules? Get to work. We have just ended officially your call reluctance. (laughs) It's over. Come up with something new to worry about. There you go. (laughs) Have a great day. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.